I found Aisha Durrani, better known as Oath Oracle, on Instagram through my friend Cho, aka Astro Forecast. And I remember when I first saw her Instagram, something was just really magnetic and mysterious about her online presence. And I just started following her. And I had the opportunity to interview her for season two of this podcast. And immediately when she started speaking, I felt like she was such a kindred spirit. And I wanted to listen to everything that she (laughs) shared. I wanted to ask her all the questions. I mean, she's really, really incredible. She's a visionary astrologer, a business oracle. She's been, um, you know, learning astrology for most of her life. And I think that the most incredible thing is really her story. Um, She has transformed her past trauma into power and freedom, helping others to do so. I mean, she's done a lot of ritual work, ritual work, shadow work, and I remember, you know, that, she, you know, during the interview, she told me that she spent a lot of time with herself, just kind of getting her energy right, getting into the right headspace before launching her business. And within two years, she has made it into a multi six figure soul led business. I mean, it's truly incredible. Truly. She's, she's an amazing businesswoman, And, uh, her story about what she did before getting into this space, you know, being an astrologer and business oracle is incredible as well. I mean, I just love her story and I know you will too. I mean, after I spoke with her, I immediately booked an astrology reading. (laughs) No qualms. I was like, I have to get her to read my chart. And I think you'll probably feel the same way as well after you listen to, you know, her story about her Saturn return, because as an astrologer, she definitely knew that it was coming, but it still hit her really hard. And her story is very inspirational. And I hope that you learn some insights to really help you through a difficult time in your life, or if you're going through a Saturn return. Honestly, these episodes of Saturn Return are really meant to inspire you when you're looking to make a transition. And not just when you're in your late 20s, mid to late 50s, because we're constantly growing. We're constantly up-leveling and transforming, because if we're not, something is wrong. Hello, Aisha. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Alice. I'm so excited. Okay, so everyone, if you don't know who Aisha is, she is Oath Oracle. She is so many different things. She focuses on wealth energetics, astrology, and is also a business oracle. So Aisha, for people who don't know what these things mean, can you do a quick introduction, definition of like, what is wealth energetics? And what is a business oracle? Absolutely. So yes, (laughs) these terms are what really resonate for me with my work. And it's funny because I work with a lot of people 
as a business coach, I support a lot of people in starting their businesses. And something that can be really challenging for people is how do we define ourselves? So really the foundation of my work and my background is almost 20 years of astrology, deeply studying astrology for most of my life, over half of my life. And as I entered the business space, first of all, a lot of money work had to be done within myself. So a lot of inner work around We know about money mindset. That's something that's becoming more commonly spoken about, which is amazing because this work is so vital. But what really took it to the next level for me was understanding the energetics and embodiment of those energetics beyond the mind as well. So the energetics of our energy field, like our aura, the energetics of the work we put out in the world through our businesses, the energetics of our birth chart being expressed in our businesses in a way Mm -hmm. which creates and generates it's more wealth in our business. So for me, wealth energetics really is the bullseye of a really, really, really vital part of my work in my own journey, as well as my work with clients. And the business oracle side of it is that, you know, when you understand astrology, and it's been a part of your life for almost 20 years, for almost two decades, you don't see anything without astrology. So when I entered the business space, There's strategies, there's a sea of strategies and information, but the strategies that will actually work for us and our blueprint is something that, once again, goes a little bit beyond the mind. So using astrology, using my own psychic gifts and my intuitive gifts, I have really been the oracle of my own business and I support clients in that way as well. So what I mean by that is seeing what is is the perfect timing for certain activities and things we might offer in business using astrology and intuitive gifts, being able to discern what out of the sea of strategies we have available to us, which are actually appropriate, correct, and aligned for each of our unique energetics as well as diving into what's really beneath something. Um, And I think a great example of that, just to clarify, is ego desires and soul desires. Um, Mm. So being an oracle really helps us to to dive right in (laughs) to the truth of our energetic blueprint, to the truth of our unique path in business, and to the truth of the divine timing. So something that's really a cornerstone of my work as well, which is what makes this really important, is that We have our desires, our individual desires, but we're in a co-creation with spirit. And there's also a natural rhythm of the cosmos that often our paradigms around work, productivity, and success don't account for, uh, if that makes sense. So we tend to think we have our own timelines and our own desires, but there's a whole cosmic dance that's happening at the same time. (laughs) Yes. In my opinion, yeah, (laughs) yeah, not necessarily even being patient, but that there's going to be certain times where quantum leaps are available to us that if Mm. we stuck with our limited perception, we might actually miss out on those times. So I find that when we attune to the natural rhythm of the cosmos, we're attuning to nature and nature is the master manifester, right? Like mother earth and nature is abundance uh, personified. So that's really the cornerstone of my work. I hope that that makes sense and comes across clear. Oh yeah, completely, completely. And for those who don't know about the term quantum leaping, it's able to kind of uh, really up level a lot faster, almost kind of like going into the HOV lane, <laughs> if you will. Yes. And, mm-hmm, and speeding up. Okay. So, how did you get into astrology and what made you do this full time? From your website, it says two years ago, correct? 
Yes. So I began my business in March, 2020, and I've been studying astrology since I was 14 years old. So I'd have to do a little math in my head to figure out what year that was, uh, roughly 18, 19 years ago. And I discovered astrology at a time where I felt very lost, very had a lot of unprocessed trauma in my body. My nervous system was very hypervigilant and I felt very disconnected, lost and alone in the world. I felt like I didn't belong anywhere and I had a lot of instability in my childhood. So astrology just came into my life, kind of slapped me in the face with all this amazing truth where for the first time in my life, I was like, maybe life does make sense and maybe everything is happening with a divine perfection. So that alone was a lifesaver for me and really, really hard times in my life. And it just continued on for you know, 18, 19 years as an amazing anchor for me, a relationship with myself, with spirit, with source, with the cosmos, and with my path that helped me get through some really, really, really dark times. And, you know, somewhere along the line, people began to seek me out for readings because word was getting around and through word of mouth, I was generating quite a lot of clients, even without a website or any social media presence. So I'd been doing readings, paid readings for people, even uh, internationally on Zoom, people that had never met me before that actually just stemmed from readings with my friends. So it really, the word of mouth spread in this beautiful web around the world. And then looking at the astrology of 2020, the year I started my business, I looked at the astrology of 2020 at the end of 2019. And astrologers have been talking about the astrology of 2020 for many years because and now we're recording this in the end of 2021. It's like, we know what happened in 2020 now, (laughs) but for years, you can find videos on YouTube from 2014, 2013 that are about the astrology of 2020. So I was looking ahead at the astrology of 2020. I was seeing that there was going to be chaos, upheaval, instability, and I could see how that was connecting to my personal birth chart and what I could instantly see was that I was not going to have job security in 2020. I could see that from how the transits of 2020 were interacting with my unique blueprint. So I thought, okay, looks like I'm not going to have job security in 2020. I think that would be a great time to start a website for my astrology reading so that I have that extra income stream and start developing that as even, you know, creating more stability in my life while I'm juggling these other jobs. So yeah, 2020 happened. And all of my other jobs actually fell away, actually walked away from everything. And none of them were actually, none of them actually fell through or anything like that. I just Mm -hmm. entered a flow where I was now committing more deeply to my purpose. And when we do that, the universe is like, yes, girl, let me take you along on this beautiful flow. Yeah. It's like, I can feel like a magic carpet ride Mm -hmm. when we're doing what is correct for us when it is correct and aligned. And by correct, I don't mean right and wrong. I just mean each of us has a very unique blueprint. And when we, you know, do things and make choices in alignment with that, we're going to find a certain level of ease and flow that doesn't exist when we're pushing against the blueprints and the transits. Mm, Yes. And what were you doing before you started your uh, astrology business? I was actually an exotic dancer 
And Mm. before that, I was a bartender. I worked in the service industry for a really long time and actually dropped out of high school when I was 15. So Mm -hmm. I left home and dropped out at 15. Astrology was like my only friend as I lived in the city and I was way younger than other people that lived in in this cool part of the city when I moved there when I was 15. Service industry for many years, exotic dancing for about a year and a half. And then Mm -hmm. I was just like, all right, (laughs) enough of this. It's time to just go all the way into my business. And I actually had two months of just no income before my business even started because I was so deep into learning and creating and really committing to that, that I chose this two months of void space. And yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy and like magical how this all worked out because the day I launched my business, March 20th, that was actually the peak of the most intense time of the first lockdown here in North Mm -hmm. America, March 20th, 2020, March 19th, 2020. That's when everyone was really in a state of chaos and confusion. So it's, it's very interesting to look back on it in retrospect and see how my intuition led me exactly where I needed to be along with the guidance of astrology and the transits. I love that. I love that. And you, and you came from a very different industry, but at the same time, there were so many transferable skills. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of the money mindset and energetics and subconscious work I actually started doing during my exotic dancer days because I was like, I'm going to optimize this this time for myself. And I started to really learn about how we have money stories and our parents' relationship with money influences us and all these things. And uh, yeah, it was a really, really vital time for me in my life that also feels like a completely different lifetime at the same time. (laughs) I'm sure. I mean, it feels like many years have been collapsed into the last like year and a half, two years. Absolutely. And and that's what happens when you live your blueprint. Living our blueprint, and what I mean by that is understanding our placements of our birth chart and choosing the highest expression of those placements. To me, that is the map to our heaven on earth. That's like the instruction manual for building our bliss and our heaven on earth in this lifetime. Mm, Love that. Love that. Okay. So tell me about your Saturn return. What happened? And uh, you, you already into deep into astrology when your Saturn return happened. So did you see it coming? What were some of the things that uh, were happening in your life during that time? Yes. So, wow. It's very, very powerful to look back on this. My Saturn return began December 20 something, 20, maybe 21st, 23rd, like around the week of Christmas of 2017. So that's when Saturn entered Capricorn for my fellow people with Saturn and Capricorn. That was, I did see it coming, of course. And I felt like, oh, you know what? I got this. I got this because Saturn is the ruler of Capricorn. <laughs> yeah. All the astrologers were saying, oh, daddy's home because Saturn and Capricorn is kind of like this daddy energy. <laughs> like it's kind of this mature, strict energy. So I saw it coming. I have a, a stellium in Capricorn. I felt like I know the energy so well. Yes. Me uh, too. Yeah, but quite still- a few of us have that. Still, it hits you really hard. You're like, I'm going to be fine. Like, I'm dying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I literally was like looking ahead like, oh, yeah, I got this. This is this is going to be great. This is going to really help me come into my own, which it did. Of course it did. But I definitely 
the day that Saturn entered Capricorn, I'm literally spending the day on the ground of my room crying, getting super triggered by everyone's holiday times because that's like kind of a tender spot for me. And so Saturn just like, boom, descended upon me. I was um, all of my triggers around different things were coming up and I spent the entire day crying. So it was quite funny to think like, oh, I got this. And then literally the day that it begins, like I was really in the depth of my darkness and it was really hard. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I believe this is different astrologers work with it in different ways. I believe our Saturn return, the duration of it is the entire duration of the time Saturn is in the sign of our, of our Saturn placement. So some people will work with it that your Saturn return is when Saturn is conjunct to your Saturn. So for people who are like, what are you talking about? Saturn spends roughly two years in a sign, or it can even be two and a half years. And Throughout that time, that sign has 30 degrees. So your Saturn could be at 10 degrees out of that 30 degrees. And so for a period, a window of that two and a half years that Saturn is there, during one window of that, it's very close to your natal Saturn, which is known as a conjunction. So it's like Mm -hmm. activating, directly activating your Saturn placement. So that's why there you will hear different astrologers takes on this of like, oh, your Saturn return is just a few months long. In my opinion, it is not. And it's also my experience. Um, Yeah, you agree? Because I feel like it happened. You feel it a little bit before it happens. And then there's also that integration time. So for me, I feel like it was a very long time. I believe it was the entire time that Saturn was in Capricorn for me. So it entered my, my Saturn is roughly in the middle of Capricorn. So it entered right away. I could feel it. I was like, Oh, this, this is it. And throughout that time, you know, from 2017 until 2020, when Saturn entered Aquarius and left my Saturn sign, so much changed in my life. So, so, so very much changed in my life. And the themes of our Saturn return, we can gain insight on that by the house that our Saturn is in on our birth chart. So for me, it was in the sixth house, which is the house of our day-to-day work, diet and exercise, health, wellness. And it's in the sign of Capricorn, of course. So that is kind of like a personality of the experience. Capricorn is about success and achievement. And so a lot of things around perfectionism with my diet, perfectionism with exercise, achievement with making a lot of money while I'm an exotic dancer, because I was like, well, I don't want to be doing this for very long. So I'm, I should go because just a little stripper uh, information for your audience in a lot of places when you're an exotic dancer, you can kind of work whenever you want. No one's going to make you work more and you can, you can just work whenever you want. So I put the pressure on myself. I'm going to work five days a week so I can, you know, really create some security for me during this time. And I was always setting myself up for failure because the Saturn energy was like this energy of pressure. It's like pressure intensity. And then the sixth house is the house of work, how we approach work, our workflow, routines, rituals, wellness, health, and exercise. And then Capricorn's all about achievement. So I was really pushing and pushing and pushing myself to achieve, but I was in a constant burnout and I was constantly feeling like a failure because I was setting the bar really, really, really high in a way that was actually not kind to myself. And I felt like I just kept kept failing at my goals. I also had a bunch of health things I had to take care of. So um, like big health things that I had been neglecting were coming up at the most inopportune times. 
So one tip I want to share about the Saturn return is Saturn is about obstacles that we are meant to overcome. Saturn represents karma and Saturn is like the stern teacher energy. So my biggest advice for people about Saturn return is become familiar with the frequency of Saturn. So what I mean by that is somewhere, and I'm sure Alice, like you might even agree with this in your own experience, like somewhere along the way, it's like, oh, here's Saturn popping up again. Like we start to recognize, oh, this is a Saturn thing. Here's Saturn popping up. Oh, this is a Saturn thing demanding my attention. We have our perception of what we should be doing and we have our plans and like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to achieve this by this time. But Saturn and the cosmos have a much broader perspective of what is actually the best for us on our soul path. So sometimes what is actually most important and best for us is different than what we have planned to do or what we want to happen. So sometimes these Saturn lessons and Saturn challenges come up literally where it's like, this is the worst possible timing. But since Saturn represents obstacles we are meant to overcome and our true responsibilities, it's really important to drop the things that are the ego desires and step up to the things that Saturn is demanding of you. So I took care of a whole bunch of health things, which was really, really vital for me um, because if I hadn't in this, if in an alternate universe where I didn't do those steps, I wouldn't be where I am now with my business. I wouldn't have the capacity to hold everything I'm holding in my business because I really gained and healed so much during that time because I was forced to, not because I chose to, but because I was pushed to by the Saturn energy. So I hope that makes sense. Oh yeah, completely, completely. I have a stellium in Capricorn and my Saturn was in Sagittarius. Mm. Yes, it was very interesting. Yeah. And I love when you're like, okay, what does the ego want? What does the soul want? I I definitely felt a lot of ego during that time of like, mm -hmm. oh, this is I shouldn't be doing entrepreneurship. I need to figure things out. And there was like so much pressure to figure things out. But it was such a a, a time of expansion of thinking differently and really rewiring. Yes. Yeah, rewiring my mind and and you know with saturn and sagittarius like that placement is is really meant it's ever the student but also the teacher as well and i was like mm -hmm. i don't i don't know I, and also spirit spiritual teacher and i was like i don't know if i'm going to be doing this you know but then my north node is the same placement as yours as well oh amazing in pisces yes yes and i yes. and I, yeah, and I looked at it before and i was and before i was like into this type of you know spiritual emotional wellness at that time, it was just like fitness, you know, physical wellness. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't really understand how I'm how I would be someone who's like very spiritual or guiding people like, or, you know, really tapping your intuition. I remember reading those things like years ago. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And here we are. Yep. <laughs> here we are. That Pisces North Node is a beautiful path to walk can be can be challenging with that Virgo South Node, right? That's very in the oh. practical, 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 logical, logical, logical. Um, mm -hmm. But what a beautiful path to walk, especially when we have Capricorn all over our chart as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that to me, that is such a great combo for spiritual business, yes. conscious entrepreneurship, conscious capitalism, wealth yes. redistribution, reclaiming wealth. Like I love, I love that. <laughs> yes. It, I believe it allows us to share things about the spiritual, about the mystical in a really practical and grounded way that resonates with a lot of people and really captures the attention of people who are like, oh, I never thought I'd be interested in this. But 
I don't know. They they kind of speak like my friends, and what they say makes a lot of sense. And they give lots of great examples. Da 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 da. And、mm-hmm. it's so needed. And I see so many people coming into this work, whether you know they are very grounded or they come from a corporate background, to help people understand, like, hey, like kind of bringing in the people from like their past, you know, their colleagues、mm. and their circles into this new way of understanding themselves and their. Place in the world, absolutely, and I really do credit a lot of my communication skills with my Mercury in Capricorn because it's like I'm a very cosmic person. But when we have an Earth Mercury, it's really great to leverage that of like, oh, I am going to connect with these very abstract, intangible cosmic energies. I'm going to tell you what is useful to you and what is purposeful for you, and how you can actually take this and go do something with it. Because without embodiment and integration, it's just information, right? Yes, yes, it's just information, and there's lots of too much information. Information overload. Totally. <laughs> okay, so what did you do specifically during your Saturn return to help you through that process? You said there was a lot of like pressure. You had some health concerns. Like, what was kind of like that moment, or maybe a series of moments? Where you're like, okay, I really need to take a step back. This is what I need to do to kind of make sure that I'm able to survive but thrive during this time. Like, kind of getting the work I need to do to pave the path for, which. Sounds like it was your um is is your current business like that's kind of like the fruits of the labor. It's interesting because during that time and during our Saturn return, I I don't I wouldn't say that I had a moment of clarity. I I was very much. In a place of blind faith, which is also very North Node Pisces, by the way, like just choosing to rem- just choosing to believe, choosing to believe I'm guided, choosing to believe I'm led. And not only was I an exotic dancer at that time, but I actually had like three, four jobs at once because I had found that I wasn't able to go to the club and do my exa- exotic dance work five days a week as much as I wanted to. So I would set that goal. I would constantly fail. I would go like once or twice a week. I'm also someone. Who struggles with depression and anxiety? So that in that environment was, you know, it was really, really precious, important time for my for my journey and my growth. But that was not a very healthy environment for me, actually. So I would say I'm going to work five days a week, and I, and I just would constantly fail. So I ended up picking up other jobs, like I would work the door at events, like be the door girl at the front of like music events and dance events and things like that. And I'm a performance artist, so I would have these gigs that would happen. I started art modeling, which is where you stand. And pose and people like professional artists and animators. And I, li- I lived at the time in Vancouver,、uh, BC, Canada, where the animation studios are like really, really, really huge, and the game video game studios are really big there. So I would do these all these like odd jobs, and I was working like six, seven days a week, right? So if you think of Saturn, Stern, that's energy, a lot. Capricorn achievement, success, and the sixth house is like work, like how you do your workflow, how you structure your weeks, how you structure your days. I was not taking care of my self care. I was constantly rushing from thing to thing, taking buses all over the city, still just getting by, really.、Um, And so I didn't have a lot of clarity. I continued to just try my best. I continued to just try my best. And the thing with astrology is that that's what I would do to relax. That studying astrology—that's what I would do to relax, to feel connected, to reconnect with myself. And then, as it just my readings just organically grew without me ever, ever, ever thinking. 
By the way, I'm not sure if your audience is familiar with human design, but I am a projector in human design. So Same. that is the type. You're a projector too? Yes, oh, yes. I love that. <laughs> and I, yeah, I love that. And Cho, who is our mutual friend, is also a projector as yes. well. Cho of the Astro Forecast. Yes. So love it so much because I love spreading the word to projectors. But I had to wait for the... I, I didn't have to wait for the invitation. I wasn't even aware that I was a projector at this time, but our strategy is to wait for the invitation. And I had been invited again and again and again to do paid readings for people. And then there were certain weeks where it's like, oh my God, I have four paid readings this week. Like, wow. And and weeks where I'm like, I'm not going to go to the club because I have so many readings this week. And days where it's like, wow, I have two in one day. Oh my God. Like this is, this is alive. This is, this is a thing. And it's like, wow, was it all just leading up to this? At the time that I began realizing this was real, this was available to me. I had taken care of a lot of health stuff. I had started to dismantle a lot of the really being super hard on myself, which is very, you know, Saturn return, sixth house Capricorn being really hard on myself. And I started to just give more space to my pleasure, to going out in nature, to actually coming back to my body and giving more space to ritual like pulling tarot cards at night and connecting with myself, even before I would go to the strip club, even before I would go to my exotic dance job, doing energy protection, pulling cards, like burning sage, setting my intentions for the evening so I could approach exotic dance in the most conscious way possible, like setting my intentions for the evening, here's the energy I'm bringing into it. And just kind of playing with the artistry of not knowing what I was doing, but just continually checking in with what is my best right now? What, what is, where is growth for me right now? And finding that growth edge. And then I began to study things like business, things like marketing, things like branding. And I chose the date for my launch of my website. And that was going to be March 20th, 2020. And I chose this date based on Aries season. I'm at Aries Midhaven, and that was the beginning of Aries season. So that's my ninth house, Aries MC. So that felt really good. It's the new beginning, right? New spring. And the new life of spring felt like a really great time to launch this. At the time, I thought, wow, if I could make three to four thousand dollars a month doing this, I would be, I could be full-time on that because I wasn't making mm-hmm. much more than that, actually. Even though I had the ability to do exotic dancing and go and make a big stack of cash, I actually, my mental health uh, prevented me from being able to actually do that very often. There were days I could only go in once per week. And I'm really lucky that I had that job because I was able to do so much of this health stuff that I needed to do and have those resources. But I thought, wow, Three four thousand dollars a month with astrology—that's a dream come true right there. And now it is November 2021, and uh, forty thousand dollar months are are very normal in my world. So uh, ten times what I what I dreamed of. And then the day that my business launched, that was right at the start of the very 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 first lockdowns, right at the start of this huge world change that we're still amidst. And it was also the day that Saturn left Capricorn and entered Aquarius. (laughs) (laughs) So that was really funny for me to see because that's not, that wasn't something that influenced my choice of that date. I just chose the date and I just said, that's the date. And I just, that was it. And then I I realized like after the factor on that, I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Like, this is the day that Saturn left uh, Capricorn and entered Aquarius. So that was quite the cosmic joke. 
I mean, you know, our intuition is very much so in line with human design, astrology, and other systems. It and is. once, yeah, and once you start like studying these things, you're like, oh, that's why, you know, for this year or a few, like a few months' time, like I felt really lucky, or I made tons of friends, I traveled a lot, or I dated so many different people. Like, it's just, it's already written. Mm, absolutely. I'd love to know what you learned in this episode. And if you're going through a Saturn return, what support do you need? And what has it been like for you? Has it been kind of like a bit of a soul wrenching experience and you kind of having so many existential questions or have you been coasting through it because you've already been on your path, which big kudos to you. Now, these episodes about Saturn return aren't just for people who are going through their Saturn return, which happens in your late 20s, mid to late 50s, as well as mid to late 80s. It's really a source of inspiration for people who are trying to just make a change in their lives, wanting to do something different, but afraid of taking the leap. I know that for myself, whenever I'm going through a big transition, it's so helpful to hear the stories of other people because I'm like, they made it through, I can make it through as well. And they also have wonderful tips and tricks of kind of like, what do they do to kind of get through this kind of rocky time? So I hope that it's been inspirational to you. And if you think that someone would benefit from this episode, share it with them. And if you haven't rated the podcast five stars, I would be so appreciative if you rated it five stars. And if you feel compelled to make a donation, you can find that in the show notes as well. Your support means so much to me. If you're interested in spirituality and how that helps with building a business and figuring out your career, don't miss the next episode that's dropping same time next week. All right. Have a wonderful day. And as always, I am wishing you so much joy and so much abundance in your life.